This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, what is a taco but a blank canvas for hopes and dreams? You can order one from a restaurant, sure. But the real magic happens on the street late at night, grease dripping down your fingers. But who cares because the whole damn day led to this moment. And nothing matters but the next bite. Denver's got hundreds of great taquerias, each one a standout in their own way. But only one can be the best. So today, after a month of exhaustive research, we've narrowed the field and now we've got the whole crew together. That's me, producer Aaron O'Toole, host Bree Davies, and newsletter editor Adrian Gonzalez, to put four champions up head-to-head, Al Pastor to Al Pastor, and we're picking the best street taco in Denver. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Paul Caroli, and here's what Denver's talking about. Well, we've done burgers, we've done fried chicken, we've done breakfast burritos, We've done Denver-style, Mission-style burritos. And now... Donuts. Did we say donuts? We done... Okay. I don't know if I said donuts. We've done donuts. We've done donuts. <laughs> and now we're doing tacos. Street tacos in particular. And we got the whole team here. Bree is here. Hi. Aaron is here. Hello. And our taco master for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it's why we hired you to fill in for Peyton. But we did need someone that knew food. And... You were that person. That is me. I love food. Adrian Gonzalez, tell me about street tacos. Street tacos. I've been so excited to to work on this one. I've been doing a lot of research, going everywhere, tasting all the tacos. Uh, it's a it's a real sacrifice on my end. It seems like it's been a lifelong project. You know, it, it, it's all led up to this. Yeah, uh, I think my my mom would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> so street tacos. Let's get into street tacos. Um, I think there's there's a lot of different definitions, but really a street taco is, it's typically two smaller tortillas than what you typically get in a taco. It's usually off the side of a truck. You're out drinking. You're out hanging out at your friend's house. You walk by a truck and you get a couple things on the side of the road. That's So mm-hmm. really the only difference, it's a small tortilla and it's kind of on the go, which a taco is already kind of on the go, but a regular taco is a bigger tortilla, a you can have more ingredients on it. You can fry them as one of the, the famous places here in Denver does them. So there's so, no hard or fast rule. And so that's why you all disqualified my, well, well I don't know <laughs> if it's my favorite, but one of my favorite tacos, Torchies, a taco oh, I really like. We, oh, please. Maybe. I know there are listeners oh. on my side on this, so I'm not going to back oh, down. Torchies your, sells a great taco. <laughs> I doubt your taste in food t- too often. <laughs> and I've said it before, I'll say that's it right. again. I miss the Arby's that used to be there. Oh, oh the oh. Arby's. That's fair. <laughs> harsh fine. words. It's fine. Tacos are tacos. You decide what you put in your mouth. I have many opinions about torchies. Uh, <laughs> not very nice ones, but I think really it's about 
collecting people's opinions and and trying different things. Yeah, Aaron, how about you? Where are you where are you come into this? What's what's your taco? Uh, what's your relationship with tacos? My taco story is I grew up in an old El Paso taco kit family. Sure. Same. Ohio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. Uh, it, it was very popular in the Midwest, so I thought all tacos had to have a crunchy shell and a jar of salsa. That's that was called picante sauce. Yes. This stuff's made in New York City. Do you New remember York those commercials? City. I do. I, and that was my favorite salsa for a long time. So I think it really wasn't until I moved to Colorado and learned about the concept of a street taco. It's like, oh, it's smaller. You can hold it in one hand. I totally get the appeal. And the toppings are just so different. It's not pinto beans from a can that you're talking or black olives and shredded iceberg lettuce yeah yeah i have not had a taco like that in decades i would (laughs) like i think i might want to try one do you remember in the the packet of seasoning to make your taco meat yeah oh yeah they still sell it yeah, yeah, they do. We're probably giving that too much time. We need to get to the street tacos. <laughs> yeah. We can't Let's spend our the- whole time <laughs> reminiscing about old okay, El Paso. Fair, yeah. fair. But yeah. maybe we can off mic a little bit, Aaron. Mm. We can talk about that. Definitely. Um, Adrian, we tasted four different tacos today. Wait, Somehow we narrowed them down. What? I feel like oh, we're going to talk about where we, how we chose what yeah, we yeah, chose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So how did we? How? How? This was this was your responsibility, Adrian. How to possibly narrow down the wide world of tacos to four finalists for us. Yes, it's a it, it was a big undertaking and I think I took it in one way. We were not going to be able to give everyone a, a try. There's so many good tacos. Brie, you live on the west side. You can spend a whole day on each block on Federal and eat yes. amazing tacos. Yes. Like I live in the land. I mean, I live in the land of amazing food in ah, general, incredible. but we have the best tacos. Does anyone do taco crawls? Is that a thing where you just oh. start at one place, have one taco, don't and walk down the Don't give these white folks ideas. I know. I, was like, I don't need to see that many white people in a group wandering up. Is, I think we just call that like Sunday family stroll at my house. <laughs> taco tours. But yeah, there's a there were so many there were so many to choose from. So many to choose from. The way that I narrowed it down is I wanted to have four different sections that we can battle up against. So. I picked one that was an, uh, an institution, one that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, popular. It's gotten a lot of awards. Um, I asked a lot of newsletter readers, and we asked on the podcast for folks to write in with their recommendations. We got so many good ones, voicemails, texts, emails. Uh, so we have the People's Choice. Great. And we have one that I, it was kind of my pick. A couple of different folks wrote in about it, but uh, I wanted to throw one in that I thought I've always enjoyed having. So. Okay. I accept that. You're allowed to put your finger on the scale a little bit. That's all right. Um, so what are what are these places? Like, what is, what's the institution? What What's that one? All right. So the institution, a lot of you might be familiar with it. It's El Taco de Mexico. It's on 7th and Santa Fe. They've been around forever. It's all run by women. Um, I was joking with Bree the other day that I love going in there because it's, it's, uh, it, it's an intense vibe. They're all just <laughs> like, what do you want? All right, get out of here. And <laughs> I joke that it, I, I love it because I feel like I'm at my aunt's house and she's like, don't touch anything. Do you want anything to eat? No, I'm not making that. Here's what you're having. <laughs> that's, the, that's the vibe, which they can do because their food is amazing. I love like it. you can have that kind of service if your food is incredible. And there's a reason that it's one of the most popular spots in the city. Didn't it get a James Beard? What was the, I don't know it got if an it got award. a James Beard award, but it was or, on, put on some list of like landmark restaurants recently yeah it was some national acclaim so just saying 
It's one of the first places that I ate in Denver that my in-laws took me for uh, for smothered burritos, chili reina burritos. Oh, man, they really tested you. Huh? Yeah, I think it was my first smothered burrito was El Taco to Mexico. Wow. I love that chili reina burrito. So good. That's a good intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my pick was La Diabla, which is, uh, I believe that's still five points, the baseball neighborhood. I never know. This is a different argument for a different day. <laughs> uh, but it's right on Larimer and Park Ave. It is... Amazing. It's started by Jose, uh, Jose Avilla, who's a, a local um, chef. I mean, he's the he's, hottest name in town right now. The James Beard nominations came out yesterday. He's on the list. Well-deserved. He's got this La Diabla place that's blowing up. And then also that cool backyard, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call it, but he cooks yeah. these sheep overnight and sells them on Saturday, Sunday mornings out yeah. of uh, the Westwood Rise building, El Borrego yeah. Negro. El so Borrego cool. Negro. You had those tacos. Yeah, they were great. Great. Fantastic. So that was my choice. The people's choice, uh, and it was, I guess, the last two were somewhat people's choice. They were the the ones that got the most votes from from our listeners and readers is Taco Selene, which I'd actually actually just opened a location on Santa Fe and 10th where the old interstate is. But otherwise, they're kind of like they're in the Burbs, they're in Aurora. That was what was surprising to me. It was cool to see them get a spot on Santa Fe, but like they're the taco place that my in-laws and Littleton love. And like, I don't know, that just says something about Colorado's or Denver and, and the Denver Metro have this great ability to harbor really good restaurants and strip malls, you know, and I feel like it's it is one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I feel like that's a narrative that goes the other way. Usually there's a good restaurant in the city that can't afford its rent and they go to the suburbs True. or they just build a, a following in the suburbs. So it was great. The, the place looks great. It's open. It looks delicious. And the last one, which was also voted on by our listeners, is La Calle on the west side near where you are, Brie. Yeah. I'm glad that that got in there because I was like, we need some representation for this particular area of town where I live is where a lot of the tacos are. And this also, I outside of this competition, it's the place people recommend to me in my own neighborhood all the time. Great. Well, strong field. Maybe we take a quick break and then we come back and we start putting these places up against each other. Let's eat. Hello, I'm Colston. I live in Platte Park, and my favorite street taco spot is Uno Moss on Old South Pearl. Bye! Hello, this is Lauren from Capitol Hill, and calling in regards to best tacos in Denver, I would say Tacos Celine. Uh, it's very centrally located, has some amazing tacos lingua, and you don't have to pay the Denver premium uh, when you're there. Thank you. I love the show. Hi, this is Aileen. Um, I'm from Aurora, so I'm not sure if this is going to apply, but I did want to give a plug for tacos. Um, It's a taco shop called Taco Choi. It's located in Parkside Eatery. They are a fusion taco restaurant. They use Korean marinated meats. They have chicken, beef, some spicy options and whatnot, and they also have a cauliflower option. And what they specialize in is choice style, which means that they put cheese on the outside of the taco shell, which makes it super crunchy, crispy on the outside. And then you have really well-seasoned meat on the inside. It's owned by a wonderful family, Korean-American family with three daughters. So just really want to give them a plug. Really, really, really great tacos. Um, You don't see a ton of Korean fusion tacos in Colorado, and they are really great, and everyone should give them a try. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. 
because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. This episode is brought to you by the Denver Botanic Gardens. It's time for the 75th annual spring plant sale at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, May 10th and 11th. Admission is free, but you must register in advance at botanicgardens.org. Registering my husband, Greg, right now for the plants I want him to pick out and plant in our yard for me. Shop from 15 different plant divisions, including annuals, houseplants, herbs and veggies, and specialties like aquatics, container garden in a bag, and plants grown right at the gardens. The garden's horticulture staff will be on site to answer any and all plant questions you may have. This sale emphasizes water smart and native plants that are perfect for our semi-arid climate. They'll be great for a beautiful landscape that doesn't require a bunch of water. For more details, registration information, and a catalog of available plants, go to botanicgardens.org. That's botanicgardens.org. We didn't talk about authenticity. Do you want to... Because I think that's like kind of the struggle, right? Is like what constitutes authentic to who? Personally, I avoid the word. Uh, Yeah, and so does Adrian. We were talking about it. Tell tell us about it. Are these authentic tacos? That's a great question, Paul. Um, that is a, a dirty word in my household. I think authentic is a, is a really weird thing. Like language, food is fluid. It goes from culture to culture. Every household does it differently. I mean, have you ever tried to steal a recipe from a tia or an abuelita? Um, I wouldn't dare. I, I, I like being alive. So the, the word that I like to use is tradition, which is a little different than authenticity. Then you start talking about why are folks doing what they do? How do they do it? And how do we honor that? And actually, I chose for these tacos, they are all al pastor, which okay. directly, uh, shout out to my Lebanese people. The al pastor taco was originated in Puebla in the 1930s, in a little small town in Mexico. And it came from our Lebanese brothers and sisters, our neighbors that came uh, into Mexico and brought shawarma. So if you've eaten shawarma, you've eaten something adjacent to, to a taco. It is the pita bread. It is the lamb, traditionally in shawarma. And so we started Tacos Árabes, which was essentially a, tor- a flour tortilla with lamb in it. Now, the way that Al Pastor changed, uh, we added, we still use the traditional spit, which is called a trompo in Mexico. Uh, mm-hmm. And we went from lamb to pork. Okay. And so again, what so, is authentic in that, in that translation? Wouldn't shawarma be the fully authentic Right. Right. This is one of those things where you can just go around in circles and circles about what does it mean, where does what who's yeah. authentic, what who has the right to say that. It's just a terrible word and concept. We should avoid well, it. Yeah, it doesn't get us anywhere. You know what I mean? This is like what's so cool about food is like it can cross cultural lines and interpretations and come out with really amazing stuff like the tacos we're about to talk about. Yeah. Well, and also 
pick definitively one that is the Ugh. best. <laughs> oh, I hate that part Which is of this. the most important <laughs> part. part. <laughs> and we have to do it. We have to do it now. Let's talk about these one at a time. Adrian, how about La Diabla? Maybe you could give us like, what is it like? What was it like going in there? Tell us about the vibe and yeah. then we'll get into our opinions. Yeah, La Diabla. So if you go during certain times in the evenings, I believe it's Thursday through Sunday, you get the actual street experience, the street taco experience. They set up the spit, the trompo outside. There's a couple of dudes hanging out. There's little uh, chairs, metal chairs you can sit outside and just hang out, order a few tacos. There's some salsas. That has a street taco feeling to it to me. Um, Outside of that, they still make it the same way, but it's made in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. When I went in there to pick them up today, it's just coming from the kitchen. So you don't get the full experience, but the tacos are fantastic. I'm so in the bag for this Jose Avila guy in La Diabla. I'm so happy that someone in Denver is trying to create a street food culture just to put the effort in and make this happen. I don't know. I like. I don't mm. see carts. I don't see stands. It's, it's not so, a very strong... I. You disagree? Yes. This is my neighborhood every weekend. I was thinking, is it authentic? Is there a guy selling a bunch of CDs next to the car? <laughs> the swap meet is, is critical. Maybe that's where it's at. I think that's so great that you get to experience that, though, because that's what makes Denver such a, a, a city with a, a great vibe is this culture. I mean, I remember I have family in New York and my cousin Claudette is always telling me, don't eat from a street vendor. Don't buy a hot dog from a street vendor. Really? Well, she's very protective. Oh, okay. I was like, well, that's exactly where I'm going for. Sounds like she might have had a bad experience. I, I think she probably did or knew yeah. someone who knew someone who had a bad experience. Yeah. But that's the first thing I do. So I, I think it's there. But what I hear you, I hear you, Paul, and that I think in the area that he's in, in downtown, we could absolutely yes. use more of that. Yes. More of that communing in the street allowing folks to meet up somewhere outside of bars too because that's mm-hmm. obviously he knows what he's doing and um so i agree with you in the area we mm-hmm. need that for sure that makes it makes a cool downtown experience so la diabla let's talk about the tacos who wants to start i can go first because i just want to say i'm glad i didn't know anything about what like where i was tasting came from so i i didn't know about the chef or anything I the first time I picked up the La Diabla taco, it kind of fell apart, which I mean, I'm like, am I doing this wrong? <laughs> so that was one thing. But oh, my God, the meat, it tasted incredible. It, it's got this smoky. The meat is dark colored. Yeah, it was different looking than the rest of our tacos. It had kind of a charcoal. Yeah. And oh, it tasted so good. And it had this spicy kick. It was a slow burn. I did not pick up on it until about three bites in. I'm like, oh, you mackerel. I loved it. Hmm. I loved this taco. Hmm. Brie? Um, it, it was it was too, the spice was too much for me. But like you said, Aaron, it's, it's a slow burn. It's not an immediate, like, burn your face off. It's like, it takes a while, mm-hmm. which... Which is like, uh, some people really like that. So I wouldn't down it for that. <laughs> um, but I think, and I also think they used like a pickled onion. Yeah, it's a red pickled red onion. Yeah, which was different than the rest of our um, contenders here. Talking about tradition versus authenticity, which Mm. I which I liked. Um, I also thought their tortilla was pretty good. It wasn't near. I I really am a the grease factor for me is a big part of it, and they didn't have a ton of grease. So if you're a person that doesn't like a greasy taco, I think this is the spot. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It struck that balance. It wasn't dry, but it just wasn't dripping. It wasn't dripping. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't make a mess. What do you think, Adrian? I mean, I I'm biased. I, I love these tacos. They're they're incredible. You're right. The, the the salsa is a nice slow burn. 
Um, I'm not an onion person, which uh, please don't kill me. Um, but I also, much like the abuelitas problem, I will never not order tacos con todo. Yeah. You show up and tacos con todo. Whatever they come with, I'll try to get them out of the way. Yeah, what but is that? What are you saying? What do you mean? Tacos con todo means with everything. With everything. Okay. So usually that's that's a traditional question that someone at a street side, at a food truck okay. would ask you. Con todo? And, the, and, and Okay. I've had too many bad experiences saying, no, seen cebollas without onions. I'll hold back. It's, yeah. <laughs> but I'd a rather. pickled onion, I feel, has less of that spice than a raw onion does. So I, yeah. I think that it's a good choice for that reason. It's great, especially with the spicy sauce. I think the, the sweetness of the, the pickled onion is a good, it's a good compliment. Yeah. Hmm. I think I just wrote down, wow. It just <laughs> so good. And it looked so pretty. Hmm. It was a good looking taco. Well, I guess we have to address the my part in this, and that's uh, <laughs> the vegetable in the room. Yeah, the vegetable <laughs> in the room. The vegetable in the room. Yeah, my I've said on the show my relationship with meat is changing. Longtime listeners might care about that. I can't imagine anyone else would really, but um, I did not sample all the tacos today, with the exception of some tacos from La Diabla. They were the only ones that had the vegetarian option, and they were good. It's like black beans, cheese. Had the had the fixins on there, I don't know. It was fine. If I went there and I was going out for tacos with friends and they had that uh, available, I would not feel like I was getting short shrifted. I would I would be happy. Like it's a viable option on a menu. Yeah, although I mean, these these were not like I mean these had been driven to me. It wasn't fresh off of the off of the stovetop or whatever. But uh, so the cheese wasn't you know in tip top condition. Uh, But I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the salsa in particular. Bright. Yeah. You Spicy, said it, nice. You said it kind of looked like a quesadilla the way it came out. Yeah, because yeah. he's got a lot of cheese mixed in with the with the beans. So you're right. It, it's better off right off the stovetop, yeah. super hot, melty, kind of like a quesadilla. As I'm sure all of these would be. Yeah. But, you know. And that's a great point, Paul, here. because a lot of these places, I, I tried to ask, I, I look on their menu, and they don't really have a vegetarian option. Yeah. It's, the, it's something that I think also culturally, there's a lot of young Latinos uh, rising up and talking about veganism and, and vegetarianism and so there are places, uh, shout out to Cholo Ass Vegan, who has incredible food. I did oh, reach yeah. out. Uh, I wanted to give them a try since uh, we want to give that option, but they were not available today. So um, if you're out there and you see them, go on their website and see where they're at next because they have great vegetarian food that isn't just like trying to replace meat, but making good stuff without That's, it. Yeah, Tarascos and uh, Kalos is kind of like that too. Like what they do with nopales there is incredible, and I think it could be on a- any menu. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about the next place, the institution, El Taco de Mexico. Yeah, the Denver Institution, the longtime champion, El Taco de Mexico. Um, again, the vibe is is a is this particular vibe. These were the greasiest ones to me. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll start. They were delicious. They're greasy. The texture is different. A little bit of spice there. The tortilla was was decent. It was good. Um, what did y'all think? I. Okay, the grease factor is huge for me. I love a greasy, drippy taco. Their tacos greased out of the foil onto the table. And I was like, this is the kind of taco I like. <laughs> uh, and the tortilla still holds up, which I thought was good. Um, I didn't like you were saying sort of that the texture, the meat is like a little ground up. Mm-hmm. I didn't love that. Yeah. That was the part I didn't love. So it was kind of 50-50 for me on El Taco. But that grease... Whew, Perfect. If you like a greasy taco, this is the one. Was this the one that came in the foil yeah. that was yeah. where the tortillas were like slathered in some kind of red yes. sauce? Yes. That's the yes. oil. That's Grease, the oil. That's the oil dripping through. That's to me is like this is 
some greasy so pork. So that just happens, or do they slather the, to- the no, they, tortillas? No, they do slather those. So you'll take the tortillas and get a little bit of the grease on the comal, <laughs> and the then put the meat in them. Flavor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Testament to a good tortilla, though. If you can do that in the tortilla holds, even after a 20-minute drive. Yeah, agreed. I was shocked at how well these tortillas held up. They did not fall apart at all. And it wasn't super greasy. I didn't think. I, I think I noted that they were saucy. Yeah, it's great. It's soaked into the tortilla. See, see, I love greasy things, too. So that didn't bother me at all. It felt like there were a lot of really crunchy onions in there, like raw onions. Adrian, I don't know how you feel about that. You said you're not a huge onion fan. Not not great. I mean, I'm okay with onions. I don't I don't mind them. There's it's very oniony. There was two on this list that were that were pretty oniony, but still really good. I think the grease helps a little bit of that. (laughs) Um, And again, talking about tradition versus authenticity, this these are all prepared different. Some of them are made on a spit. Some of them are made just stovetop. Some of them um, we actually historically don't know where the pineapple came into play with uh, tacos al pastor. Some of them are cooked with the pineapple, so the pineapple has a soft kind of greasy feel. Uh, a couple of these don't have onions. Some of or I keep saying onions. I'm traumatized by the onions. A cou- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a couple of these didn't have pineapple. Some of them, one of them had a pineapple cooked in it, and and one of them had just fresh pineapple, which is also a thing that people do. Uh, again, la calle. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get to the fresh pineapple. So the El Taco ones, they had the pineapple. They were like cooked with pineapple. Did El Taco that... didn't have pineapple. They okay. just had onions. Hmm. And we, how did we feel about that? Yeah, I'm curious if you weren't expecting them or didn't think anything about it. I like look for them. Like my, so to me, my ideal El Taco's Al Pastor with the pineapple is the pineapple is in the grease so much that you don't know if that's a big chunk of pineapple or a big chunk of pork fat that's my favorite surprise <laughs> so theirs was good i didn't taste i don't think i tasted pineapple in if if it was in el tacos it was really in there because i didn't taste it yeah i was actually going to ask about the sweetness of it it almost it might be in there yeah had a barbecue it's kind of in that way it just it transformed the meat a little bit i thought it was really good pineapple see i didn't know that yeah well shall we move on to our next competitor la calle la calle Calle, the champion of federal the west side the west side champion near federal Somewhat oh, west okay. side, yeah. That, that, yeah that's a great point. I think I wanted to have someone that was representing all of those great places. The ones that I wanted to pick were not open until later, so I might have to go there later tonight and, and try some of these out. But La Calle, a lot of you recommended this one. I looked at the menu and immediately I knew this is a place I'm going to go to a lot because they have a huge selection of tacos and they have great photos, which is not uh, you know online. It's not a priority, but they have a lot of great photos of these tacos to represent them, hmm. and they have a lot of great stuff. I saw them when I was picking up the tacos. I saw them serving a torta. Oh, incredible! Also put in the grease, grill top. It's incredible. So this, this I, I had high hopes for, uh, but I will honestly say that it wasn't a great one. Mm. Um, part of that I think was ordering ahead of time and picking it up and, and bringing it here. It's it wasn't warm. Uh, again, the pineapple came fresh on top which uh, I prefer like brie. I prefer it cooked in there. I don't know if it's pork fat or not. Uh, so it was a little sweet for me. What did you think? I found it a little dry. It wasn't, that wasn't necessarily a bad thing if that's what you're looking for. Sometimes you don't want the drippy, messy, fall apart thing in your hand. Um, so I thought this would kind of fit the bill if you want something you could eat in the car and hmm. it's not going to get all over. Um, I thought it was sweet too. I enjoyed the sweetness of it. Not a lot of toppings, which again... 
not a deal breaker, but if you're looking for those interesting toppings, it didn't have it. Brie? I put cilantro and onions on mine because I assume that came with theirs. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that's where those came from. <laughs> Sorry, Erin, you might have missed that. Um, <laughs> Which I thought added to it. I liked the balance of sweet and savory of the pineapple. And the, I thought their um, the way their pork was cooked was really good. It was less greasy. I would have liked a little bit more grease. Um, but on the whole, this, is, this was the closest to the kind of taco I'm looking for. Oh, I love that. You know where I messed up is I didn't add any salsa. So the sweetness, I think, is a good setup to put the onions on it and the lime yeah. and the salsa. And I, I think I messed up. So I'm again, another excuse to go try it again tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like right after this. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to our fourth and final competitor. The people's choice. One I've heard pronounced two different ways and I won't try. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This is Taco Selene. You might have heard it as Taco Selene. Either way, I don't think anyone will be offended if you say it. Um, I heard the person in front of me when I picked up tacos say it's Selene. So. As Bree said, this is one that's been in the suburbs for a while. I'm really excited to see them on Santa Fe. Me I have too. hopes for them. That's a great location. Where are they on Santa Fe? They're in the old interstate uh, mm. building. It's like on oh. 10th. It's right oh, across. Oh, I hope that they do well there. I think they. it makes it's so a lot much of new sense. Buildings. It's, yeah. it's like three blocks down from El Taco. So honestly, I don't see them competing with each other a ton. Three blocks doesn't seem like much, but especially on like a first Friday, I bet that place is going to be banging. It's a perfect location. I'm sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm so glad they're there. I'm so glad something like this went in there because it's I'm been really empty excited. for a while. Yeah. That's a great, uh, great place for them. Um, yeah. Who wants to start? Do you guys want to talk about what you thought? I, this was a taco I'm super familiar with. It's what we get when we go visit my in-laws in Littleton because there's one right not too far from their house. So um, I love the the onion in this one was really prominent and hearty. Which, it's funny, I'm not a raw onions person, Adrian, but I on a taco, it kind of, it it's has to be necessary, right? Yeah, it has to be there. And I thought they did it. I thought they did the onion the best. I also thought the grease to tortilla ratio was better. It was a little greasier than, but it wasn't the El Taco level of grease, which I prefer. But uh, I thought it was a nice balance. I thought it was a good, solid, good, solid taco. Aaron? I think this one, um, this one also fell apart for me. I don't know why I'm using that as a criterion, but here we go. It hey, a, it's important. You don't want to mess on your hands, on your pants, on well, your shirt. Or at least just be prepared if you're going to do that. Yeah, it was a little sweeter. It almost had a ketchupy note to me somehow. Um, but I re And I wondered if it was sweet onion in hmm. there adding to the sweetness of it. Um, I thought this was really delicious. Really good. I didn't like that it fell apart, though. Yeah, I think that's a that's a testament to the tortilla. So maybe some mm -hmm. some kinks. They just opened that location, so um, maybe some kinks to work out there. That tortilla was was definitely not quite as good as the other ones. I really like this one. I think it's up there for me. What I really enjoy, if you go in there, I judge a place by their salsas. They have an entire cart with a bunch of little. Uh, containers, little ramekins that you could fill up with limes and onions and 14 different salsas. Um, that's a good sign of a place. I agree. Which is like, you can't always get that in the to-go or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's part of the experience sometimes in saying, like, you get to really see the full options of the ways you could make their taco mm -hmm. taste. Did you all ever, was there ever a Baja Fresh here? <laughs> Yes, Paul. I've lived near several. Oh. <laughs> this is the one thing that got me to go to Baja Fresh over Chipotle was the way they had the uh, 
They had the oh. salsa bar and all sorts of lime <laughs> and onion and stuff. It was it's great. I agree. So I'm saying yes. I agree. I sh- I share a love of this this important <laughs> tradition. Well, we tasted some of the salsas. Where did these come from? Uh, the Selen? Uh, they came from a few. I actually didn't oh, okay. keep track, but the red one that we tried that was really spicy came from La Calle. And man, it wasn't quite like the burrito that I had last Sunday, but it was it was spicy. It's a good one. As yeah, Paul that, called it, it was it's fun. That one gets some extra points, La Calle, for that salsa. That's a great salsa. <laughs> I celebrate these salsas and then, then I don't eat them. So I really a li- I like a good hearty squeeze of lime. Oh, we love a salsa ally. Yeah, but I respect when there's options. <laughs> Hi, this is Corbin from the North Side. Despite my North Side leanings, I think the best tacos in town are at Tacos Diaz way out in um, Aurora. So that's that's my vote. They're pretty outstanding. Hey, this is Conrad. Um, my neighborhood would be Curtis Park now, um, but I used to live up in Berkeley. My favorite street taco still to this day in Denver is the Al Pastor from um, Tacos Bellos. It's up, uh, used to be right up by Regis, uh, but they moved further north and they're right off Federal up by 72nd or something like that. It was an institution. I'm so sad to see it move further north. Um, but worth the trek, or if you live up there and never heard of it, definitely worth the trek. Hi, this is Juliana uh, from Marley. The best tacos, street tacos in, I think, the whole front range are Umberto Perez's LB Tacos, which is a food truck at 4900 South Federal. So it's basically Inglewood, just north of um, Bellevue in this. AMC bowling parking lot. I couldn't, I maybe had the bowling park building wrong. Anyway, wonderful pastor, chicken, steak. Actually, their chicken is my favorite, which I never say that. And check them out. They have amazing sauces. They have a berry compote that they put on some of their dishes. And they're delicious. So I love it. If you give them a try, have a good one. Bye. Are we delaying things now? We, I think we all know where we're at in this conversation. What has to happen now? It's too hard. I know. Three taco places will be disappointed and one will reign supreme forever in our hearts. Yep. Or at yep. least until next year when we do this again. <laughs> how, do, how do we want to do this? Who's bold enough to offer a take? What's the best one? I, I have my number one for okay. sure. I have mine too. I, I, I mean, I one. think I'm just West Side till I die. Kaye was where it was at. West West Side. I should be. I should be clear. Sure. If yes. we're talking about Denver's traditional West Side, that would be El Taco or Celine. Those are that's the location. So I would say for our West West siders, <laughs> La Calle, that's my kind of taco. I gotta say, I'm. That's my number one. Aaron, see, I, my number one is La Diabla. Okay, I even just... though it burned your mouth off for like ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, Welcome but I enjoyed club, that. <laughs> no, I think that's why people like spice. Yeah, I mean, it's it was just challenge. the right amount. I'm not super. Yeah, that was my number one. Um, I think Celine was number two. That was oh. wonderful, despite me getting grease it was everywhere. My number two as well. Adrian, uh, for me, it was it was up to two of them. So it was La Diabla versus El Tac, El Taco de Mexico. Oh. Those were the top two for me, and I'm gonna say it's. La Diabla for me. Wow. 
Well, La Diabla, I guess they get the bonus point for offering a vegetarian option. <laughs> and they're they, not even contender for me. That's a that's a majority of the group. Sorry, Bree. Oh, but it does sound fine. like I'll go Kaya to my favorite great. place. <laughs> of course you will, and so I'm will all the st- listeners. I'm still gonna go to shout out Los Gaitos. I'm still gonna come. Gaitos, yes. But okay. All right. All right, you guys. There were a couple of others that we wanted to include. I know Kike's Red Tacos, not yes. open on Thursdays, unfortunately. Sam sounded like they would have been competitive. Yes. But, um, Honorable mention to Kike's. They have a fantastic tacos. Well, yeah. congratulations to La Diabla, Pozole and Mezcal. Great restaurant, great tacos. Great mezcal. Well done. Yeah, this is the fun part of it. Now we all get to argue about it, tell your friends, (laughs) argue with your friends, and then go try all of these places out, and then go spend some time on Federal and really try some of those out. No, I'm like, you guys picked the moto spot. What is this? No offense, Jose Ovila, you're an amazing chef, but... (laughs) Fine. I I feel satisfied. I could always eat more tacos. I love that. And that's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell taco champion Jose Avila about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Hey, Cookie, more pecani sauce. This ain't paste pecani sauce. What's the difference? Cookie, paste pecani sauce is made in San Antonio with fresh vegetables and spices by people who know what pecani sauce is supposed to taste like. This stuff's made in New York City? New York City! Get a rope. Pick up the original pecani sauce. Pick up the paste.